I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. And this is Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. We are a new show breaking down the anime news, views, and shows you care about each and every week. I can't think of a better studio to bring something like this to life. Yeah, I agree. We're covering all the classics. If I don't know a lot about Godzilla, which I do, but I'm trying to pretend (laughs) that I don't right now. Hold it in. And our current faves. Luffy must have his due. (laughs) Tune in every week for the latest anime updates and possibly a few debates. I remember, what was that? (laughs) Say what you're going to say and I'll circle back. You can listen to Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect every Friday wherever you get your podcasts. And watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or the Crunchyroll YouTube channel. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The The Telegraph. Podcasts. You can learn a lot about a woman based on her packing style. Show up at the airport for a week-long trip with a single wheeled carry-on and you've got my instant respect. Turn up for the same trip with a wheeled cart, piled with a battered case and multiple sizes of zipped Vera Bradley bags and, well, things might get a little bit judgy. Sadly, my own packing style is probably more maximalist than minimalist. For one trip last summer, I packed more pairs of sandals than I had nights away. But hey, there's always time to learn and improve. I'm Emily Cronin, and this is Fashion Unzipped. With me in the studio are Charlie Gowans Eglinton and Victoria Moss. Thanks for joining us. A little later today, we're going to talk about packing for a holiday, the agony, the strategy, the rare moments of triumph. But first, we've got a lot of fashion news to dissect. So let's begin with the Trump visit, shall we? As you no doubt know, the Donald and Melania Trump visited London last week to much official fanfare and unofficial protest-driven clamour. Thankfully, we can skip any discussion of the visit itself and focus on the clothes. The First Lady disembarked Air Force One on Thursday afternoon, wearing a bodycon Roland Murray dress, basically the opposite of the yoga pants that most of us travel in. And she cycled through a series of looks that included deep breath, a caped yellow J. Mendel gown for formal dinner at Blenheim Palace, a Victoria Beckham fit and flare dress, and a neat Dior suit that she wore to meet the Queen. This did give us slight deja vu, given that Meghan, Duchess of Sussex, wore a Roland Murray dress very similar in color and cut to Melania's, and a ladylike Dior dress during a visit to Dublin the day before. So, guys, Meghan and Melania, unintentional style twins? Um, well, I mean, yeah, kind of. I think intentional style twins. Intention- well, I would say there's the American aspect. No disrespect. I'm Emily. not disrespected. <laughs> you know, it's that, as we were saying, what is it, the Park Avenue? You Park know, the Avenue right wife. One. The Park yeah. Avenue wife. Look, and also, it's about being photographed. They both know that those dresses work from all angles. So if you're coming off the plane, it's not going to fly up. It's not going to be, a, you know, it it works in a picture. And I think that's why those dresses are so successful or are so popular for women of a certain celebrity, that that's why they wear them. And I think it gives that sort of polish and whatnot. I think it makes more sense in Melania's wardrobe mm-hmm. because this is kind of a slick 
power dressing news reporter kind of look. Yeah, the Claire Underwood. Um, I get it less in Meghan's wardrobe because mm. actually I think the problem is that in the context of Kate as a duchess, we're kind of used to seeing a slightly more, not relaxed, but softer. traditional, softer take on Duchess style. So we're Less not used to kind of this slick, which you could wear in a boardroom. You know, a lot of these dresses could be giving a speech at yeah. Davos. Yeah. Well, yeah, they're very short. So you said Claire Underwood. I sort of think Sheryl Sandberg. But it, it's very mm. sort of retro in my head, the idea of this nipped, tucked, sucked in, you know, 11-inch heels with pointy dress. toes. Yeah. It's it's this trussed-up vision of femininity that that seems uncomfortable for uncomfortable one. So and uncomfortable. out of step and mm. and like really more for the the male gaze it is a bit stepford i think unconfirmed but i'm assuming melania is buying all this stuff and not being gifted anything or she doesn't really have relationships with these brands in the same way well the roland marais dress was um i tried to find it online and I, I emailed the press office and they said actually it's not a customized or bespoke version it's a retail exclusive to Saks Fifth Avenue and they oh. sent me the link so that means you know she went and tried she's it on shopping. or had her written. She, she's the shopper yeah and I mentioned to a friend of mine who works at Roland Moria I was like oh Melania and she was like what? Melania what? <laughs> and I was like oh I'm sorry have I broken this news to you so yeah I don't think she there shops, was um... or she gets oh, she'll get it all sent to her but you haven't mentioned which was my personal favourite Melania outfit when she got off the plane in Scotland did you not see that? I didn't oh, see what she yes. wearing. It was... I did some of my finest Instagram work, frankly. So she was wearing... <laughs> I, was so, I was proud. I was a very boring Friday night, but there I was cropping images. Um, so she had on a green, little tightly fitted, padded jacket, a sort of... Oh. Uh, the <gasps> scarf, the scarf around her neck, and then like a tight jodhpur and obviously, the sh- you know, the spiky heeled shoe. And it was sort of a cross between, in my uh, Instagram, I put, um, the queen... Go, you know, at Balmoral in her kind of trad country outfit, and also Victoria Beckham circa wag era. I mean, it was divine. It was like the it I was like it. the Queen as experienced through the Crown. I think it was Paris yeah. Hilton goes near a horse. Mm-hmm. It was circa you know two thousand two. Madonna yeah. Guy Ritchie. Mm. Yes. yes, sorry, it's not just Balmoral a tweed wag. flat cap away. <laughs> a little fake English accent. I miss that Madonna. I loved uh, that Madonna. Me too. She looked good in a tweed suit, didn't she? Yeah, I like the you know the floral Prada dresses as well when she read to the children. Mm. Yes, <laughs> that was a favorite. For yeah. Me. Oh, Madonna, the Lady of the Manor. No, that was a really good look, and I I did think I loved it. Like, is this what she wears? You know, in the country, these skin-tight jodhpurs. Yeah. I mean, what I really wondered was, does Megan care? I mean, this is... Uh, Megan... Oh, she cares. But she, you've, you've got oh, to imagine she that she's, like, seeing this and she's fuming, like, bitch stole my look. But... She's got time on her hands to be reading all those papers. But she also wore it first. I mean, I do you think we're going to see... And she's pals with him. She is pals with him. But, you know... He's probably texting her, like, no, darling, I did not give it to her. You're, you're, you know, you're, you're the apple of my eye. This is all speculation, by the way. We mm-hmm. haven't, you know. <laughs> Although there was a lot of online commentary in regards to Megan's Roland Murray dress with the fit again. With, yeah, because you could kind of see her bra. You could kind yeah. of see. Why her can't bra. she get her get the bra right, it's sweetie? Please un- go to M and S. Like cling, you've got to. You know, the underpinnings have got to be. It's true. Like I hate to say it, but I. I mean, did Melania look better in Murray? She could be the question. <sighs> okay, so. Not as far be it from us to compare these these women, but um, you know, comparison is toxic. 
Be- especially since we're all rooting for Megan. Here's, here's our entire segment. <laughs> <laughs> Compare but, and contrast. <laughs> but I do think Melania like wins on the on on you know the fit and finish front. Yeah, sleek. I mean, there, there's not a, a hair out of place or or anything. It's it's perf- it's perfection. A bit too perfection for me though. But she's it's, a robot. She's Melania. T- yeah, she's exactly. Smart, like, it is she does. She you know she comes down the face, the big glass. You I know. wish we'd gotten some shots of her playing golf. She obviously didn't. <laughs> I don't think she's allowed on the golf course. She did play balls with the Chelsea pensioners in like, you know, her 17-inch Louboutins. They keep mm-hmm. getting higher every time I talk about them. Do you notice that? <laughs> but I wonder now if Megan is going to take a little break from Dior and Roland. The super and, brand. Yeah, like, like the whole Melania-endorsed, you know, monochrome like did, power dress look. Did you see her at Wimbledon? Because she wore on Saturday. She looked great. She was wearing Ralph Lauren. Loved and it. And she wore these great wide leg white it. trousers, high waisted, so still a really super feminine silhouette. But this boyish blue and white striped shirt, I thought she looked really great. Uh, didn't Melania wear a wide leg white Ralph Lauren jumpsuit for a victory night? Did Melania do it first? I think so. You heard, you heard it here first. I guys. think so. Anyway, so your favorite look was Madonna of the Manor, Melania. Mm-hmm, My mm-hmm. favorite look was Belle trapped in the palace. Yeah. Beauty and the Beast, yellow caped gown. Beauty and the Tangerine, <laughs> giant baby. <laughs> Beauty and the giant baby. Because I, I, I do just, you know, I think that all of us want to think that Melania would like to escape. And sort of being trapped in the palace with, um, with her husband, you know. That did, you know, end happily ever after, though, didn't it? Beauty and the Beast. I know, but he's not about to turn into a handsome young do-gooder prince, is mm-hmm. he? Maybe she's trying to dress optimistically. Did you see her in Russia today? No. Um, she's wearing... She is in... Yeah. No, Helsinki. Is she in Helsinki? Yeah, for the for Putin. A meeting um, with, with, the for Putin a meeting with summit, the Russian. Yeah, right, Helsinki, of course. She's Helsinki. meeting Putin. There we go. What's it totally off? <laughs> Lucky Helsinki. <laughs> what did Helsinki sorry. do to deserve that sorry, meeting? Helsinki. <laughs> they got both of them. Helsinki actually has I'm sorry, um, Helsinki. strong trade links with Russia. Oh, right. Okay. Yep. See, so Emily didn't just read the uh, headlines. The, the fashion like news. <laughs> Political science major here. And, anyway, my, my point was she's wearing this um, sunshine yellow skirt suit and yellow heels pretty punchy and a belt with a butterfly on it oh sweet do you think melania's heard of gen x yellow <laughs> i don't know if maybe she's dopamine dressing you know she's trying mm. to just boost herself into a better mood dress the pain away exactly with a butterfly <laughs> <laughs> clasped around her middle oh are we being mean yes I, are we being too mean or are we being fun mean mm, T- tell us on a postcard unzipped mm. a telegraph to <laughs> <laughs> okay um no Point is, I think what we're all saying is that we like it best when these women show some individuality and aren't just doing like the Claire Underwood power dressing yeah, the bot robot, thing. The robot, yeah. Also, You've invest got to show in a, a nice chink, bra. A chink of 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 you. If by chink you mean like a personality, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, absolutely. It doesn't have to be perfect all the time, and in fact, perfect is is slightly unnerving. Yeah, that's why I. You know. I mean, we are great examples. <laughs> I, I have worn the wrong bra for my outfit today, so I'm with you there, Megan. In other Duchess-adjacent news, Downton Abbey's coming back, this time to the big screen. The period drama starring Maggie Smith, Hugh Bonneville, Michelle Dockery, Dan Stevens, and many, 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 many more, ran as a TV series for six seasons. But for its next incarnation, Downton will be in cinemas. 
Production will start this summer with a release likely next year. What can we expect, guys? Ugh, I just, I'm going to be unpopular, but ugh, I just don't care. I don't like Downton Abbey. I just, it's, I just can't bear. I, it's not, it's not for me. But will it be the Sex and the City version of Downton Abbey? Will they kind of all up sticks to a Downton Abbey and the Casbah? Yeah, I mean, I would maybe I would watch that. I, I just, I, it's all quite boring and they can't act. That's not, my my big takeaway. You mind that they can't act? I just find it tedious. Yeah, Maggie Smith maybe, but no, I just. I found it quite comforting. I mean, I did drift away for like a season, then you could just drift back in, and they're still in the house and the staircase, and it's a warm. Someone's wearing a great dress. Yeah, yeah. I did stop watching after the youngest sister died, and I was kind of like, yes, because then it was tragic, and you're like, I didn't watch this to be upset on a Sunday night. Right, I I watched it to like feel like I was in a warm bath and didn't the dog die a little bit? They had to kill the dog because he was called Isis. It was a really, it's a true story. (laughs) (laughs) He was called Isis. Trivia. (laughs) And they just subtly killed him uh, as quickly as possible. Do you know what? That was a bit stupid to call it that in the first place. Because sure, when did Downton start? No, I think it was, I mean, it was Was pre. Was it pre? Probably before Isis. It wasn't pre-Isis, but I imagine it was kind of pre-Isis being something we all talked about every day. I mean, I will forever be grateful to Downton Abbey just for giving us, like, Maggie Smith and her zingers. But for me, the highlight of the whole show was in one of the first couple episodes where she just says, you know, with acid disdain, what is a weekend? You know, like, she's just, she's great. And and I think that, you know, the fashion was was always such a, selling point you know we had great hats great beading this is set in the in the late teens and early 20s and you know you get the american heiresses coming over looking for their landed titles and all that and it's a it's a really nice time i'm hoping they up the budget for uh because obviously on on the tv screen not not that people do spend a lot of money on those series but i felt like the costumes sometimes were a little bit disappointing i'm Mm. hoping that for a kind of Film blockbuster, they'll really push them. Well, push because them out. well, the thing is, they they all. I bet they're all, the recy- they're all recycled, aren't they? They're all from that the big the big you know. Yeah. But then you period know, drama warehouse in the sky. But then the crown, I think, made tons of them. Oh, but they got all that Netflix money. That's this American. is ITV. This is ITV. <laughs> no, though, for the film. <laughs> uh, who's making know. the film? Do we know? We don't know. Well, we know Julian Fellows is writing it. Oh right. So it'll, it'll have that. That's He's same. winning, isn't he, old fellows? He's doing great. Laughing yeah. all the way to the bank, that one. We do know that Lily James won't be in it because her character... Because she's got bigger fish to fry. Well, Is yes. her character dead as well? She Apparently not. Apparently she moved to New York. So. Oh, right, okay. In other words, she's too busy. But yeah, she's on the she Titanic. She very easily move back from New York, couldn't she, or visit? She could. Actually, Titanic was in one of the first episodes. It was, it was wasn't it? I recall that. Yeah, the, the heir to the Grantham fortune like died on the titanic or something like that Sorry, you've watched a lot us. of downton abbey super fan you know what it the Amer- <laughs> maybe it's because you're american you love it so much i think oh. i watched it when we were living on in the america Harry Potter and then when i moved back i was like i don't need this shit <laughs> <laughs> meanwhile in a different universe from the granthams entirely we have news concerning kylie jenner now 20 years old the kardashian jenner daughter is on track to be the world's youngest self-made billionaire by age 21. She's well on her way, having already amassed $900 million through Kylie Cosmetics, her lip kit-focused makeup company. She unseats previous youngest self-made billionaire Mark Zuckerberg, and its landed her on the cover of Forbes, no less. What does this tell us about mania for makeup? 
First of all, has anyone ever in this room ever bought one of the lip kits? No. no. Need you ask. Emily, have you? I have not. Can you not see my lips? <laughs> Producer Charlie. Any li- <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's nodding. It's a very opaque... It's a lipstick, isn't it? Matte. I think they're matte lipsticks, aren't they? I don't know. But they go... I know gloss. they go over Is the line. I know everyone's very into lip liner now and penciling outside oh, your lips to give you a so fuller... It's so much effort. It's just, this is a very depressing thing because it's just that whole look, which now apparently what she's taken her lip fillers out now she's made all the money from it, is just to have these overinflated, fake-looking, Barbie doll-looking lips. And it's I think it's a bit of a sad, sad state of the world that obviously that's what all these young girls, that's what they want to look like and that's what they want to do and they want to pump up their lips and draw the lipstick all over their mouth so they look like they've got a big porno mouth. It's also a bit misleading to call her a self-made Yeah, she didn't exactly start with nothing, did she? It's not like a bootstrap story. No. I mean, she did find something and love actual products. She's tapped into that her market, she knows exactly what it is. To find a white space in the cosmetics market, I mean, you just just don't think that those exist anymore. Well, I think especially the the Kardashians and, and the Jenners, for so many young girls, they're just the height of sophistication and style. And whereas you might not be able to afford to buy... Kanye's clothing line that he's always putting Kim in or the bespoke Balmain exactly or you know she's wearing vintage Dolce at the weekend you can't buy into that but you can buy Kylie's 20 quid lip gloss it's true and you can buy it in middle America you know you, you can buy it anywhere you don't have to go to Bond Street or anything and it's like the that. whole Instagram thing again as, mm. as well isn't it because then all these young girls post pictures of them using it or unwrapping it or yeah it's quite extraordinary the reach I'm pretty grateful that like that we missed that whole thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think I don't know about you guys. My makeup experimentation as a teen was limited to like silver lipstick for you know a dollar. I did have um, two different shades of pink Barry M glitter that I did in uh, two tone across my eyelids. Um, darker in the in the crease, it was really tasteful. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it's very lucky no one can see me discovering. Um, eyeliner about two years before I discovered mascara (laughs) (laughs) blusher came years later just a pan of makeup that is a point like how liberating I think about this in terms of you know career writing like how liberating that none of the sort of high school newspaper opinion pieces that that I did ever touched the internet you know and (laughs) (laughs) equally how none of this evidence of like early and erratic makeup experimentation was ever documented like anywhere that that it could be just blurry red-eyed photos in a drawer somewhere absolutely i like don't we all have that kind of underbed box of photos that were like oh we'll look through that someday Mm -hmm. 10 years ago they're all crap all the pictures from then are just awful equally don't we all have that friend who finds the drawer full of pictures and starts uploading them onto instagram or facebook and look what i found guys and tags you um (laughs) What you found is a drawer full of pain and regret. Put that away. (laughs) Close it up, Pandora. (laughs) Yeah, actually, I did find some last time I was home in North Carolina of, um, like, high school theater productions, you know, where... Were you in them? Oh, I was I always wish I'd gone to an American high school. I was desperate when I was a teenager to be American. Let me tell you, I'm going to show you a picture. I'm going to find a picture right now. Um, I was in them and I was in them for the clothes. So we did Midsummer Night Stream and we all had to make our own costumes. I was Titania. Um, so went to Goodwill, which is like, like Oxfam. Charity shop, Oxfam, yeah. 
and bought a wedding gown, Amazing. like poofy sleeve monstrosity, deconstructed it into like a fairy dress, made my own wire twisted wings. Like You've got the hair for Titania there. Yeah, that's why I was cast, definitely cast for the hair. And got to be like wheeled out onto the stage. Emily's hair is very curly, by the way. <laughs> and then for Barnum, this is what I wore. Good grief. <laughs> so, just, so Emily's dressed as um, like a majorette, would that be correct? Wow. Majorette showgirl? Majorette show, I mean. It's quite risque. Is she just wearing a fringe skirt? Over some knickers. With, I think um, you'll find a it's Tommy a... Cooper up on top. <laughs> <laughs> it's a long sleeve. She's got like a majorette with a sparkly red leotard with... <laughs> with She's really going to regret sharing his skirt. <laughs> we'll put this on the Telegraph Fashion Instagram. Oh, yeah. If anyone would like it to see. Great. I think I, I think I hot They'll glue gun that red feather on. Yeah. Put this in our stories when, when the podcast is live. So, yes. Just... Was I into theatre? Hell yes, I was. Um, and... that is, we had some really low-budget costumes yeah. for our... We did Yerma and Sweet Charity. You did Yerma? <laughs> yeah, Yerma. <laughs> That's a bit intense. So depressing. It's very British, isn't it, to do, oh, let's do a tale of uh, infertility and madness. Oh, no, we In did, like, girl school. Our Town, Barnum, Midsummer Night's Dream, like, Guys and Dolls. Oh, and And every graduate... We did Ab Fab. Oh, that's... My so school was quite, low, was quite low brow. <laughs> If you'd like to find out more about Megan and Melania or Kylie Jenner and other beauty brands to know, then visit telegraph.co.uk slash fashion. And please email any feedback and questions to unzipped at telegraph.co.uk. Recently, Jackie Kennedy's packing list for the trip to Dallas, this is the trip that would be derailed by the assassination of President Jack Kennedy, resurfaced. It's an incredible document, a handwritten itinerary of every official event with notes about outfits and accessories written in the margins. It's organized and considered, down to her annotations about the white kid gloves that she planned to wear with her pink and navy Chanel suit. The list got me thinking about my own approach to packing, best described as haphazard. It's kind of a frantic, back-of-the-envelope deal, but other people seem to be much more organized and strategic, which made me want to ask, what tips and tricks have you guys picked up about packing along the way? Well, I would say with packing not to get too kind of Marie Kondo about it, but bad packing is a symptom of a bad wardrobe. If your wardrobe is not organised, then you you can't pack. You can't pack well with a bad a badly edited wardrobe. Um, because if you've got your wardrobe worked out, you just go, those are my dresses. You pull your five sundresses and you have your two pairs of sandals and everything works together and it's quick and it's easy. Which smugly, I, I, I do find it because I have everything categorised. You probably think an untidy desk is a symptom of an untidy mind. No, no, no. I'm all for an... I, my, you've seen my desk. No. <laughs> but packing, that you've got to be able to see things. You've got to do the clear out. Because uh, I did a big one recently. That's why I'm being smug before I came back to work. Where I just cut everything. And also, because I have no time now, because I have this child, um, to just everything is in order. So it's like trousers, skirts, tops, dresses jackets so it's just you just go to the the, you know the skirt bit and you're like skirt top easy do you find it faster to get dressed in the morning as well as yeah faster to pack yeah because I know where everything is I'm not like hunting through all the rails trying to find the one skirt I think might still fit I know it's right there see next to the one that doesn't fit my issue is that when I've tried to be capsule with my holiday packing I actually end up taking out the stuff that I end up wanting to wear because you know when 
you used to go on holiday and you wouldn't see anyone you knew and no one would take a picture of you that would ever go anywhere. And you'd kind of, you'd get there and you'd just packed like a navy sundress and you'd be like, oh my God, why don't I own anything fringed? Fringing looks suddenly modern. Mm-hmm. And then you'd be buying a blouse with those little mirror tiles those on it. Those girls on the beach. Escalated. Mm. But actually, I do think on holiday, that's when I let myself go a little bit wild and I dress up for dinner and I'll be like, yeah, I'm just going to wear this bright pink silk dress or yeah but then you have those things that you have like you have you know the pieces that your jolly holiday jolliness but you can just you can see it so you can put it straight in there i have a jolly holiday drawer but it's good to have things that work comes out you know when you like like this yeah, is the I have a box. Yeah. yeah i have a box um but i don't know I, but things I, like I too you many wanna... shoes because you said you take you had so many shoes oh my god so many but i wore them all because you know Different sandals for different needs. Also, you can't plan around everything because there's, you know, some of your sandals that are the trustiest will suddenly rub in the heat mm-hmm, or they'll mm-hmm. get wet at the ocean. Or if you're me, you'll get a heat rash in some kind of weird spot, mm-hmm. probably like right in the middle of your chest. So then you have to wear something high necked mm-hmm, or mm-hmm, mm-hmm. mosquito will bite you on your lip. I mean, there's just a lot of a lot of eventualities to plan around. Yeah. But kind of also, if you don't have every eventuality covered... Unless you're going on holiday to like the Sahara, um, they they have those shop things. So I I also see, you know, neglectful packing. You could call it as an ex, you know an opportunity. It's true for I, replenishment. But I personally also get like the fear that I might need something before I have a chance to go shopping for it. Yeah, I but think, I, if you're going on a beach holiday, though, if you've got like a few frocks and a few cozies and a pair of sandals, like you're you're pretty good. You're pretty good, unless, of course, your luggage goes missing. I recently had a, uh, I heard a tip from from someone that I really liked, and it was actually in time to be useful for, for me for my a trip to Greece that I did in May. She said, stick to a similar colorway, like like if you're going to Greece, you know, think blue and white. And if you kind of pack everything in, in shades of denim and white and, and like navies and it all goes together, then you're going to be pretty safe because everything will will work yeah it's a good that's a good concept i think it's kind of about identifying maybe your your tribe and sticking to it and what you really wear at home you might just wear a slightly more relaxed version away i've written a piece actually for stella this weekend about summer style tribes so that you can identify your own Mm -hmm, um mm -hmm. and when i go on holiday i do waft around like a bit of a tosser in like floor length grecian of course um, Why would you not? And yeah, that's just that's just who I like to be on holiday. Mm. So actually, if I bear that in mind and I stick to it, that I'm one of those women who actually, even in town, you kind of think she must have just gotten back from Mykonos. Apart from I'm never tanned, so obviously that gives me away. We actually had an email from listener Alison Walker. Thank you very much for your email, Alison. Um, she wrote to us asking us to talk about what we're actually planning to buy and wear, i.e., for holidays. So. Charlie's talking about these wafty Mykonos dresses. What are you actually zeroing in on and, you know, committing money or suitcase space or anything like that to for upcoming trips? Or or what have you recently gotten excited about and why? I'm getting excited about dresses without sleeves in what is a very surprising turnaround for me. I don't like my upper arms. I always wear sleeves. I'm too hot. I'm too hot. Mm. I'm going on strike from sleeves. Um, no one else is offended by my upper arms but no. me. Mm-mm. So also, who cares? Even if you are, I just think you have to get to a point in life and be like, I don't like. So what? 
If you're if someone's offended by your upper arms, they need to get a life. But also, you have to embrace. Be like, my arms are great, and just say it to yourself. Be like, Charlie, I have great arms. In the city as well, you can feel a bit naked if you're in. Well, I feel a bit naked mm. if I'm in like a little I'm slip not dress or something. Office, you know, it's like. Mm. Yeah, well, some people lean over. The tube is a bad. You've got to consider that, I think, other people. But I did get this um, sort of below-the-knee black slip dress from Ray at Matches. Lovely. Uh, a couple of weeks ago. And I kind of thought, oh, this would be useful. I'll wear it under things. And I've just worn it nonstop. The black slip dress is a great call. Jen Rubio, one of the co-founders of luggage brand Away, swears by always having one of these in her suitcase. Because you can wear it on the plane. You can mm-hmm. layer it over a T-shirt for like a daytime lunch. You can dress it up for dinner. You can wear a jacket over it. It is it is such a chameleon. It's such a good such a good piece. Mm. And also I think there's something quite refreshing about on a holiday just thinking, oh God, does anyone really care? Yeah. I'm a bit pale or I always just feel like when you get there, you're like, it's just too hot to care. I just don't care. You know, once you're on once you're on the beach, you're like, what are you gonna do? You can't lose six stone now, love. You're here, <laughs> you're in your swimsuit, just get on with it. Yeah, I mean right summer. now I'm I'm not exactly in like the clothes buying mode. Um, but I did Buy myself a pair of ancient Greek sandals mm. that I've worn probably five days out of seven since I got yeah. them two months ago. And you'll ago. wear them for the next five they're years. They're on my feet right now, actually. Oh, they're um, lovely. They're very chic. They're, they're, they're the kind that have like, like thick crossover straps. And I mean, one of the things about being heavily pregnant brand. in a heat wave is um, you can wear sandals. And yeah. thank God for that. Like, But these are a joy to wear. They're, they're like a little bit more refined than like a standard... They're a good city sandal as well because yeah. some of them feel too beachy. But I think what's great about ancient Greek is their styles, you can kind of, they're, they're smart. So you can wear them in the office or, you know, I've got a couple of pairs and my really old beaten up ones I use on the beach and then my slightly nicer ones I take for the evenings. Right, exactly. And and it's nice to find a sandal that is cool and like lets your foot breathe but is still covered up enough that yeah. you're not like I'm I'm showing off my, toe, my toes to everyone in the office. Mm. So what are you, what are you buying or thinking about? Um, last year, I got an incredible Erez swimsuit in the Netta sale, and I've completely forgotten to look in this year's sale for another Erez swimsuit because they are very expensive. But Jesus, I mean, what's good about them? What makes oh, them worth the it? fit is amazing, and the material—it's this kind of like magic stretchy material that just makes you look, you know, pulls everything in, but not in a tight Melania style. But it's just, they're great. And they're very simple. Like mine's a very, very simple scoop back, quite thin strap. So, you know, good for sunbathing. And it's great. And I love it. And you're you're someone who actually swims as opposed to just kind of like I'm a getting swimmer. in and, I swim. and I, pedaling I, around. I do my lengths. Can you swim yeah. in these? You, that's the other thing. You can, you can swim in it. You can do lengths in it. It's not some flimsy, you know, thing that's going to fall off if you jump around too much in the waves. Yeah. Um, but my thing that I have bought, which I've, I am just living in, is I've probably mentioned it before my my Zara oversized linen dress, which is sort of like a tiered midi length dress and a kind of mustardy sort of linen. Yeah, exactly. Love that dress. I love it, and it's just it's so big and wafty. Um, it was like forty quid, and I just I love it, and it just it's just so easy, but looks quite chic, and you can kind of make it look different with a different shoe. I think they are sold out now, souls. So, listeners, have you come up with any ingenious packing strategies? What's definitely going into your case? Let us know your thoughts by emailing us at unzipped at telegraph.co.uk. And, of course, visit telegraph.co.uk slash fashion for more on this and other stories. 
It's time for us to go around the table and share something that we're all excited about this week. Vic, what are you looking forward to? Um, well, I do hate musicals, but there's always an exception. Um, and I'm going to see Mamma Mia 2 on Wednesday night, a little screening. Here we go again. Um, here we go again. I mean, I'm excited. <laughs> I can't. I just, I am very excited. At first I was like, oh, no. Are you an ABBA fan? I really am. Muriel's <gasps> Wedding? Okay. I mean, come on. I just think you sometimes some things, even as cynical and bitter a person as I am at heart, sometimes you just have to embrace a bit of cheese. <laughs> That's great, Charlie. What about you? Uh, mine, unsurprisingly, is is food related. Mm-hmm. Um, hence the upper arms. Uh, I'm going to a new restaurant called Brat on Redchurch Street. Oh, I've heard good things. Have you heard good things? I mean, Basque influences. I'm getting into the Spanish mood mm-hmm. a bit earlier. Yummy. Very excited. I said I was going to Cora Pearl last week and I went. It was stupendous. So go for the bread and butter alone. It's awesome. Mm. Um, I don't know. I, I thought I had a pretty quiet week, which was which was seeming a little, you know, a little disappointing. And uh, this morning got asked to go to Rome for a day to do an interview. So the I think we can say of, uh, in- Emily Cronin. That's Keep right. International. I think uh, I can look forward to a bit of gelato in my life mm. around this time on Thursday. Pack some SPF because it's I went hot, on yeah. an equally last minute trip to Venice last week mm. and didn't. Because also uh, day trips, you don't actually, that's an interesting, you know, if you're doing those work day trips, you don't put the same consideration into it as you would if you were going. Forgot the SPF. For longer. Walked around the um, architecture Biennale, which was amazing, uh, without any. So burned a V into my chest. That's going to go <laughs> crazy. But um, yeah, some packy advice for you. Well, this has been fun. Thanks for listening, everyone. Please do check back next week for another episode of Fashion Unzipped.